And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. John Vance, previous pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church, now living in West Virginia. And Pastor Vance, it's an honor to have you on with us today. As always, I'm delighted and privileged, Dan, to be with you. Before we open the mic, you mentioned that you've been thinking through some contemporary problems and solutions, and I'm not surprised because you've always been interested in that aspect of things and applying God's Word to these solutions. So, Pastor Vance, what's um, what problems in society today uh, maybe kind of drift to the top of your mind? Recently, I've uh, been following, well, I've followed this person for some time, but recently, Amy Wax. Now, that's a name that most people will not know at all. She's a law professor at the University of Pennsylvania. She's Jewish. Uh, She's quite conservative, and she speaks her mind. Well, the law school is trying to discipline her and take her tenure away from her. But Amy Watts is simply a traditional uh, person in her morals and in her approach to culture, and she has the courage to speak uh, truth uh, to power in the real sense. That phrase is used a lot, but most people really don't have the courage to speak truth to power in the true sense of the word. And Amy Watts, uh, they're trying to get rid of, it's, it's upset the the uh, law school at the University of Pennsylvania, which is a distinguished law school, but I, I hope and pray that she's able to to uh, stick on there. But it provoked me, uh, uh, and a lot of things uh, that I've heard her discuss in lectures. Uh, what is going on today? I've got two two words for people uh, today. Maybe they're two new words that I think about a lot. One is anomy. I don't know that. Uh, many people use that word. Uh, the, 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 the adjective is anomic. But it comes from a, a Greek word, uh, namos, which means law, and you put an A in front of it, means no law. Hmm. Anomy uh, means a lawless society, and a society that uh, where trust is broken down, uh, where law has broken down, and where the foundations, as the Bible would describe it, are being removed. Uh, we live in anomic times, and I think it's going to lead to uh, uh, some severe destruction before it gets better. But do I do I do see hope? So uh, that that's what I've been thinking about is this word anomie and the lawless period that we are in, as illustrated by Amy Wax's situation. Well, that's an interesting area. I have not heard of Amy Wax. I did a quick Google on her, and I see she came up here, and yes, indeed, she's um, at the University of Pennsylvania, is it? Yes. And, um, Ivy League school. Yeah. And what's kind of interesting, too, is it claims here that she's a neurologist as well. Yes, oh, she has ex- impeccable credentials. That's amazing. Impeccable credentials. She's highly educated, a brilliant woman. Yeah. That's neat to see. Um, When I think about law 
and being lawless, um, right away I think about the disadvantages to the normal citizen, how that crime increases and harm to peop- other people increases. Um, I don't like living in a lawless society. <laughs> it's in some no. way, in some ways, it's scary. Well, uh, it runs deep in our present society. You know, the little person is the one that suffers. Yeah, uh, they, they're the but, they're but of prime. They have no say uh, in their schools. It's difficult. Uh, their vote really is often canceled through corruption. So we do live uh, in lawless times. Uh, And the reason is, uh, let's just go back to political science for a moment. If aristocracy is the rule of the best, and that's really what it means, the the most talented. Uh, There's another word that I like to use once in a while. I used it the other day. Uh, You know, when you study Greek, you do learn some words (laughs) that are a little different. And and the word is cockistocracy. And what cockistocracy is, it's the rule by the worst. And uh. unfortunately, we live in a time when we, our rulers are the worst. Uh, we have lost qualified people uh, for the most part. We have some great leaders, let me tell you, some uh, senators and representatives, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we're being led by the worst and most unprincipled in government, in our universities, uh, in our news media, and there is a kind of lawlessness in all of those areas that yeah. we're dealing with today. Let, let me just illustrate. Uh, Attorney General Garland and uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray, mm-hmm. uh, it's come to light that these people are definitely political animals. Yeah. They are prosecuting what they perceive to be their enemies, and they are rewarding uh, the most lawless people who are on their side. I hate to say it. I, I can no longer, uh, and I know that the audience who's listening out there will will take issue with me on this, but I think we've come to an awful place where those who are supposed to be keepers of the law and to execute justice have become extremely political mm. and are destructive in our society. Uh, th- th- that's new. Uh, uh, probably the last 10 years this has been developing ever since uh, uh, President Obama's uh, yes. attorney general. Yes, uh, it, exactly. It's been totally politicized. Much worse than back in J. Edgar Hoover time. Oh, yeah. So that, well, that's part of the problem. It's a great concern for sure. Uh, how did you ever find this Amy Wax and read her writings? What led you to her, I wonder? I've known about her for years, uh, and I've listened <laughs> to amazing. her lectures. She's a, a traditionalist in the best sense of the word, uh, and uh, and I, I suspect that she's actually a, a Jewish believer, mm-hmm. an Orthodox believer, which puts her very close in, in her worldview to Christians who, who right. are evangelical. Um, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Uh, I have very little doubt that that's the case. But I found her through uh, Real Clear Politics probably mm-hmm. a number of years ago, if you know that website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the articles there and uh, on uh, almost every day on politics and religion. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, a fruitful area uh, for me to read to find out what's going on in society. Yeah. 
Well, um, these things are important. You know, one thing that I've had on my mind lately, too, and I may be wandering from the subject here a little bit, and that is um, I'm hearing things, Pastor Vance, about our food supply, and I'm hearing that it's, um, it's directly affected and depended upon our fossil fuel supply, where if we raise the cost or availability of fuel, uh, we're raising the cost and availability of food. And even more than that, but uh, our fertilizer depends on natural gas, and plastics depend on crude oil. And so um, this thing of energy is huge in my mind, and it's now seen to have an, a, a ripple effect, not only in our gas prices, that's more of a direct effect, but also our food supply. And I, I'm very concerned about that. Um, some want us to get, um, you know, on solar and wind power, but those are unreliable forms of energy, uh, whereas we need reliability and uh, it's hard to fathom that only a couple of years ago, we were energy independent. And uh, there was no problem with food supply. There was no problem with high gas prices. And so you start attacking uh, energy the way this current administration is. It has a ripple effect. And this does wrap back to uh, your concern about having... Um, having rulers that are the worst of the rulers that make really bad policy decisions. And it's not a a simple matter of just not liking a personality or not liking somebody. But you could potentially have someone, maybe you don't like their personality, but at least they have good policy decisions. But the policy decisions today are horrible from what I'm seeing. When when, uh, leaders, uh, or anyone for that matter, uh, is uh, blinded morally, they are also blinded intellectually. Mm. Uh, the two go together and cannot be separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with the leadership that we've developed, we have a ruling class that for the most part has uh, departed from uh, what I would call reality oh, and yeah. a biblical understanding of life. So I, I look at today in certain quarters, uh, and it amounts to our, uh, often our leadership, with exceptions, of course, as a flight from reality. Well put. We fight from, uh, a flight from the way God has made the world to work yeah. in his uh, creation. And when John Calvin was talking about the Bible, he says the Bible is a kind of spectacle. We see everything blurry. Uh, our eyesight is bad, but when we put on these spectacles or look at things through God's revelation, it clears things up. Oh. And when we ignore uh, those spectacles and don't put them on, uh, we do not see things the way they really are. And we don't see reality the way it is. And so it's no wonder that we have a flight from reality because we are fleeing uh, the natural order of things. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 but but just let, just take Congress for for a moment. How many people go into Congress uh, that would be our representatives or senators, and they come out very rich? How do they do that? <laughs> they don't make that much money. No, you know. Uh, but here's Nancy Pelosi, who's worth a half a billion dollars. 
over her tenure of being in Congress. Now, there, there are Republicans that have done this, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yes. being political here. I'm just talking about how in the world does that happen? Well, you know that self-interest is being put ahead of the interests of the country. No question. And, and that is the problem that's going on. We see that in our Defense Department and, 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 and our State Department. I, I could just go through the list. But, but our State Department is now trying to fund abortions abroad. Uh, since we've been curtailed here, they're trying to do it abroad. What is wrong uh, with these people when they begin to voice that kind of stuff on the world? A benighted philosophy that leads actually to destruction. Yeah. Uh, the problem in, problem in the world today is not too many people. In the future, it's definitely going to be too few. Oh, you know, no Elon question. Musk, Elon Musk may not be the perfect soul to quote, but <laughs> let me say this. He did say the problem in the future is going to be too few people, and he's right. There oh, yeah. is a collapse of uh, of having children around the world. There are a few exceptions in, in Africa and in some Arab countries, but they're also trending that way. China is almost going to collapse in the future. Uh, there will be half the number of people probably in, uh, if the Lord tarries, 60 or 70 years in mm-hmm, China mm-hmm. than there are today. And, and and look at our replacement rate. What is it? One, 1. Uh, 1.6? It takes 2.1 to replace. Yes, it does. And the only reason we have more people, we've got an open border where three people are streaming across who will not be a help in large uh, majority of the mm-hmm. cases. Uh, they will be dependents. Yes. So we are, we, we are in trouble all the way around. Oh, no question about it. And uh, I was exchanging notes with our son, Stephen, and uh, he knows a good deal about China. And he knows so much, I said, hey, let's do a quick interview. And he says, oh, no, I'd, I'd want to prep for that, and I don't have time for the prep. You know how that is. <laughs> prep takes yeah. most of the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's kind of studied it. And um, as you know, uh, China had uh, selective abortions, and they had a one-child policy for a long time, and wow, that has really hurt them. And now they have problems, uh, real estate problems, and they're going to have to sink a lot of money into that segment. And so uh, it could be the precursor of a, of a major collapse economically, even all the way around the world. And so, yeah, China is a, is a big deal. And the problem, the problem there is... Not the people. It has to do with the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, and and the, and it's the caucusocracy. That's right, and and a lot of their problems stems from that government getting involved, where they should have just let things sort themselves out, let the birth rate sort it out, let you know everything. But anyway. Um, we're here in America, and we first have to take care of ourselves. We got maybe ten minutes left now. You had mentioned before we opened the mic that you've been teaching a Bible class to some folks, and uh, you brought up the subject of, I believe, Noah and God's dealing with Noah. Would you like to talk about that a little oh, bit? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you know, I, I went back earlier in the week. Uh, and I just looked at those passages uh, <laughs> that have to do with Noah. In particular, I was looking at, first of all, the covenant that God made with Noah, and then also the command that he gave to Noah. They're, they're in basically 
uh, Genesis chapter 9, though I looked through the whole flood thing a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's uh, First of all, the, the covenant that God made with Noah is a universal covenant. And the covenant sign there, when God makes covenants, he gives signs. Uh, I was talking with my sister on the phone, and I put this together in a way that she she was surprised where, where I went. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I... I I pointed out that she knew that the covenant sign in Noah was uh, the rainbow. I said, well, what is the covenant sign that God made with Abraham for Israel? And she pondered a little bit, and she's a very good Bible student. I said, well, it's circumcision. Right. That's the sign. And I said, what is the covenant sign that God made uh, with us through our Lord Jesus Christ? And and she was at a loss, and so were the people uh, in the congregation that I was teaching. No one came up with the answer, but it's baptism. Amen. And these are precious signs that God places. You just said your granddaughter was baptized. And she was. Isn't that wonderful? It is. She's got God's covenant sign placed on her. And Amen. Uh, but, but God made a universal covenant uh, with uh, Noah, and that universal covenant is an interesting covenant. Uh, he, he he says, I will not destroy the earth ever again with right. the flood. And he puts the rainbow in the sky, and he makes this covenant not just simply with human beings, but with every living creature. Now, this tells us a great deal, uh, and we should not forget when I harp, or you hear somebody harping on the present contemporary culture, that we in any way denigrate uh, the environment or other animals or, th- or human beings at all. Human beings are made in the image of God. Yeah. He, he's made a covenant with the animals that are not in the image of God. He's made a covenant with the plants, the whole earth. So we are to be stewards. Uh, but there is a difference between human beings and everything else because uh, God says, I will put fear in the hearts of those animals and things that they make a distinction. And here... God is pointing out and reinforcing what we know from earlier in Genesis, that human beings are created in the image of God, but of course uh, that means that they are the apex of creation. So uh, that covenant is very important to remember, and in that we have a, a great reason to take care of our ordinary life as God gives us uh, this life on earth and to take care of everything that we do and to do it well. But God also gave a commandment to Noah, and those commandments are interesting, too, and they're part of the covenant. But yeah. I'll pause there and let you say something on that. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about when we see the rainbow, and I, I don't see a rainbow too often, but it's following a, a rainstorm when the sun comes back out, and... um it's almost like there's hope again. You know, the the rainstorms, some of them are very severe. We had one here uh, just days ago, and it was very severe and extremely windy. And in some areas, it was almost like a tornado. It it took down many trees in mm. some some areas, and it's very scary. And, and the storm is so powerful. Just imagine what it's like if it's a worldwide storm and it's a mm-hmm. global flood. I mean, the power of water is more than more than I can imagine. It's 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 a terrible, powerful force. It, it rips things apart when there's a flood. But if it's a worldwide flood, it's beyond our wildest imagination. 
And then finally the end end of the flood happens and 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 the sun comes out. <laughs> and, yes. and and God God designates this rainbow as representative of his great promise that he's never going to destroy the whole earth again in a worldwide flood. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, this is... And, uh, and when you walk out in nature and you see things, and you know, oh, God loves these things. He does. He's put put me here and you here uh, to be, if you will, his vice regents to take care of things yeah. and to appreciate and love. Yeah, it's and a course, beautiful you have plenty thing. Of animals around you, you have plenty. Of, so do I. Yeah, we do. And um, the other day, I we we ended up taking down our regular bird feeder, which is up, you know, during the winter primarily. And also, we didn't want to take a chance of the bear coming up on our deck like he did one time and getting into that feeder. So that's put away. <laughs> for, <laughs> that's put away for now. And we we found the little hummingbird feeder. So I. I prepared that and put that out. When you know that the hummingbirds have been coming very regularly to that, and if I if I had the back door open with just the screen, I can actually hear their wings, and it's a it's a little buzz. It's just the cutest little bird, and they will come and take that long beak of theirs and stick it into the hummingbird feeder. But uh, you're right, God cares for the animals as well as for us. That's true. Uh, it's wonderful. You know, and, and then God commands Noah there in those passages, and uh, he does put animal fear uh, so that there is a distinction between humans and animals. As I've told you, we are, in one sense, more important than animals, of, mm. uh, and God says so. Uh, but he also says, don't eat something that is alive with blood. Mm. That's that's uh, a taboo around the world, but we should not do that. That's an animal instinct to do that, but human beings don't do that. Mm-hmm. We that's why we have the whole industry of cooking, yes, and everything else. I mean, it, it's amazing when uh, what flows from some of these commandments that God gave. It is. I uh, think of the the high cuisine of French cooking. It develops out of just not being an animal, just tearing your flesh apart, or so true. an alligator. Uh, 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 it's almost it's an art, actually. Uh, and but he also, more importantly, talks about the shedding of blood of human beings, and Amen. whether it's a man or an animal, they will be recompensed. You know, we've lost that today, and that's part of the problem. Look what's hmm. happening with these attorney generals in California, Philadelphia, and New York and Chicago. Yep, and they're just they're they're destroying their cities by not obeying that command. So true. That's uh, it's 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 lawlessness. But anyway, what you find in Genesis, and this is what I summarized with the people there, you find in Genesis uh, the establishment, reestablishment, if you will. You know, Noah's kind of a second Adam. Things are starting all over under him. Mm. Uh, there's the post uh, world uh, 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 flood, but there was the pre-flood. The Andalusian world, and that was a different world. Even the, the the ages of human beings were great, but after the flood, it's 120 years. Mm-hmm. That's the most promised, and even uh, goes down. Yeah. Lots of differences, but we can't go into that. But God establishes, reestablishes the family through Noah and his family, and makes a covenant with them. And He says to them, "Be fruitful and multiply." Uh, 
he establishes the covenant community, the church. It's quite clear that making this covenant, there is a covenant community that God has made. Uh, and then the, he has established, reestablished civil order in the state. So we see the reestablishment of things after the flood uh, in Noah. And Noah is a very important figure in the Bible. Well, that's neat. You know, I'm looking at the clock, and we're just about out of time. Uh, today we've been having kind of a fireside chat here, even though it's warm outside, with Dr. John Vance. And uh, he's the former pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church, Rock Tavern, New York, now living in West Virginia. And uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. And Pastor Vance also serves as a fellow board member for Redeemer Broadcasting. Um, one minute remaining. Any final points that you would like to make before we uh, draw it to a close? There's a tendency uh, for someone like me to paint a dark picture. And, uh, of course, we have to take wickedness seriously in high places. The Bible reminds us, Paul says, there's principalities and powers. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, if God is for us, who could be against us? Mm. We have every reason in the world to be positive, hopeful, uh, and to pray. Uh, we can turn our schools around, I believe. Uh, and I hope, once again, our great universities Yes. We'll go back, come back to reality. I'm hoping that we are able to elect better legislatures yeah. and better judges. And and uh, we need to pray and remember that God has not left us or forsaken us. No. Uh, forsaken us. That's right. Jesus says, I will go with you even to the end of the age. So he's given us all things richly to enjoy, and we have every reason to be hopeful in this world. And, of course, great hope for the next. Well, we love Pastor John Vance, and dear listener, you can see why he makes a great board member. He's always encouraging. Pastor Vance, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dad. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.